I don't know if you've heard of this guy called Billy Graham. Um, most people have heard of Billy Graham. He preached to 215 million people in his life in more than 185 countries. Now, here's the next question. Did anyone here hear him? There we go. Oh, three. There we go. And is partly the re four, or partly the reason why you're here because of what happened when you went to hear him? No? No? Oh, there you go. I was hoping someone would say they walked forward. Um, but his, uh, he visited Australia a few times and uh, preached to packed out stadiums. I, be I believe, at least uh, in recent times, he held the record attendance at the MCG. Uh, so, like, that's a lot of people coming to listen to this man preach. And, of course, he preached the gospel and people came forward up the front and responded. Now, I'd start this uh, week talking about Billy Graham because uh, I think a lot of us, when we think evangelism, our minds move straight to Billy Graham. And we think, that's what evangelism is, and I can't do that. Therefore, I, I don't know what to do when it comes to evangelism. I'm never going to be as eloquent as he, as, uh, uh, as impactful as he. Uh, if I can't be Billy Graham, then I can't do evangelism. And of course, part of what we're trying to do over these three weeks, which Andrew began last week, is uh, dispel that myth and encourage us in the, in the simple day-to-day -day task of evangelism. And in fact, the untold stories of the Billy Graham Crusades is not so much Billy Graham turning up, but churches like this one who prayed and who invited their friends. That was where the real evangelism was happening. Billy Graham just reaped the rewards of millions of Christians doing the work of evangelism. So where are we, what are we talking about? We remember last week Andrea uh, read, uh, preached from Matthew 28, those final words of Jesus, so important as we think about this topic. And I'll just read to them to you again. Jesus came to the disciples and said, All authority in heaven on earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. In all Jesus' authority he has as the risen uh, king, he tells his disciples, go and make disciples. And as you do that, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be helping you. And that's good news, isn't it? Because telling people about Jesus can be a bit scary. But we do it knowing Jesus is the boss and he promises to be with us as we go about trying to do the job of disciple-making and of telling people the good news. It's a job given to us by Jesus. And I just wanted to read you uh, a, a definition provided by Sam Chan in his book, Evangelism in a Skeptical World, available at every good bookstore. He says this about evangelism. The essence of evangelism is the message that Jesus Christ is Lord. Evangelism is our human effort of proclaiming this message, 
which necessarily involves human communication, language, idioms, metaphors, stories, experiences, personality, emotions, context, culture, locatedness, and trusting and praying that God in his sovereign will will supernaturally use our human and natural means to affect his divine purposes. In a general sense, evangelism refers to our human efforts of proclaiming the message to any audience of believers and non-believers. In a narrower sense, evangelism refers to our human efforts of proclaiming this message to non-believers. But in both senses, we proclaim the gospel with the hope that our audience responds by trusting, repenting, following, and obeying Jesus. Evangelism is about proclaiming the gospel and trusting God that he'll use that to make disciples. And I think it's useful to, to think of that narrower definition that Sam Chan talks about that, because that's usually what we mean when we talk about evangelism, the effort of disciple-making facing those who are, would not yet identify as disciples, as Christians. And specifically, it is about explaining who Jesus is and explaining what Jesus has done. It's about explaining the gospel, the good news, that Jesus is Lord. As Paul sums it up nice and neatly, the, the, the essence of the message of salvation in Romans 10.9, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. But of course, as we're thinking about evangelism and about whose job it is to do it, it's important to say that whoever's doing it doesn't do it in a vacuum. Evangelism can't just be something that Christians do without doing anything else. Evangelism has to be done as part of the Christian life. And so to that end, I want to recommend another book, which used to be called Promoting the Gospel, by John Dixon, but uh, is now, I think, called The Best Kept Secret of Christian Mission. At least this I can only find for $90, uh, and the, I think, exact same book with a different title I can find for about $20 on Kurong. So, The Best Kept Secret of Christian Mission, formerly known as Proclaiming the Gospel, uh, is uh, a book by John Dixon, prominent Australian, or who now lives in America, uh, evangelist and historian. And he talks about how the Christian life and the, and, the, and the work of promoting the gospel is holistic, that there's all sorts of things Christians have to be doing as they're seeking to share their faith with others. And he talks about prayer and he talks about the way we use our money. He talks about corporate acts of service. He talks about Christian behaviour, loving our neighbours. He talks about the act of public worship and, and praise. These things, he says, are the work of every Christian that we must be doing as we seek to promote the gospel in our lives and in our life together. And sharing your faith, explaining the gospel to people, evangelism, is something that is done as part of the whole of the Christian life. 
Paul says in Colossians 4 verses 5 and 6, be wise in the way you act towards, towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. There's going to be an opportunity for you to share your faith as you live out the Christian life holistically and promote the gospel to those you come into contact with. But whose job is it to tell people about Jesus? Please let it not be mine, Lord. Perhaps it's the professionals. I mean, after all, Chris and Andrea went to Bible college. They spent three years at university level thinking about Jesus. They're not going to stuff it up like I will. I've got news for you. In Ephesians, you might say, Paul actually talks about this, doesn't he? He says, look, some people are gifted as evangelists. Verse 11 of our first reading. Christ gave himself, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers. There seems to be particularly gifted people. So maybe I've got to get out of jail free card here. But it's interesting, isn't it, that Paul lists those things in verse 11, but he then lists their job in verse 12 to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. The job of the gifted evangelist, the gifted pastor, the gifted teacher, is equipping God's people. And if you go back to Billy Graham, you think his organisation... Uh, it was equipping the church to share the gospel. It was equipping everyday people to go and tell. When uh, William Graham came, his grandson, they ran a bunch of courses uh, called the Christian Life of Witness course, which was about helping uh, Christians in Hobart be able to share their faith. Uh, his a big part of what he did and what made him successful was he had a whole big organisation behind him that was about equipping the saints. The one who is spiritually gifted as an evangelist helps Christians to grow as disciples by helping them to be confident in their going about of sharing the faith and promoting the gospel in their lives and, in the, and with those whom they interact which I take it means, even though there are some gifted people, all of us have a role to play in telling people about Jesus. Which sounds a bit scary, doesn't it? But I want to read to you from uh, Luke chapter 6, our second reading, which I, I, I want this to be an encouragement to you. Uh, it's an, I think it's, an, it's a really important piece of scripture for understanding uh, all that Jesus is saying in that big long section where he's giving all sorts of instructions to people on how to live. And he says, no good tree, chapter 6 verse 43, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognised by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up his, in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored in the heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Sharing our faith 
is not something that we're meant to do as a burden. Jesus suggests, I think here, that the gospel will transform us to such an extent that when we truly understand what God has done for us in Jesus Christ, when we experience his love in a real and personal way, that our mouths will speak what our hearts are full of. That is, if we're dedicated to spending time with Jesus, to learning about him, to meditating on his words, uh, to spending time with our brothers and sisters in the faith and encouraging one another, it's just going to happen. You're going to talk about Jesus. It's like when there's something you're passionate about in your life, you can't help but talk about it. You know, you all know, uh, I haven't talked about it much because I'm a bit embarrassed at the moment, but you all know I love the Sydney Swans. And I, I tell you what, if things had gone differently a few Saturdays ago, I'd still be talking about it. When we uh, pick up a new hobby, you know, we can't help but talk about it. When we find something exciting, we can't help but share it. And so it is with Jesus. When we dedicate ourselves to growing in the faith, to promoting the gospel in all of life, our mouths will bubble out what our hearts are full of. Now, of course, there's still good and you know, less good ways of going about it. And of course, we can still grow in skills and we can be deliberate in trying to practice. But before all of that, which I'm going to talk about next week, the bigger question for us is what's going on in here? How is your heart? In John 15, Jesus says, verse 5, I am the vine, You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Evangelism, telling people about Jesus, springs not out of a a, a guilty conscience, but out of a heart that is deeply connected to the vine. A heart that is so captivated by Jesus that it can't help but share. But I want to also say that that doesn't take away fear or danger. It doesn't mean it's not scary or hard. In fact, in John 15, let me encourage you to go home and read it today. Having said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, you'll bear much fruit in verse 5. A little bit later on, starting in verse 18, he talks about the difficult nature of, of being a Christian in the world. Verse 18, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. Speaking about Jesus, even when it comes from a a place of just the overflow of of your loves, might mean you get your head cut off. Might mean 
things don't go well for you. I mean, imagine if I couldn't stop talking about Collingwood all the time. Yeah, (laughs) sometimes when we share what we love, other people don't love it. And Jesus says, they're going to kill me. And they will, some will come for you, but some will obey as well. We've seen how this works in recent times, haven't we? While I was away on leave, uh, the CEO of the Eston Football Club, all my analogies about football today, the CEO of the Eston Football Club, Andrew Thorburn, was basically forced to resign 24 hours after being given the job because he was on an Anglican church parish council. And that was it. They found a sermon from 10 years ago and he was forced off the board for things he hadn't even said. He was just associated with Jesus through the church and that was the end of his job. Talking about Jesus can be scary, can be hard. It ought to flow out, but it, we, we ought to be realistic about what our love for Jesus might mean for us as we share. But we also ought to remember those words we heard last week. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go and I will be with you. Jesus has all the authority He is with us. He's working in us. He's working in our friends. He is the one who will change lives. He's changed yours. He's changed mine. He can and does and will change the lives of our families, friends and neighbours. Next week, we'll talk more about some of the strategies we can use as we seek to share this good news, sometimes in a hostile environment. But again, I just want to finish today saying it is all of our jobs, but it's something we're to do with our hearts firmly planted in Jesus, remaining in the vine so that as the Holy Spirit works in us, we can't help but share the good news about Jesus. So fill in those cards. Pray for your friends and keep yourself connected to Jesus. And if you're super keen and you can't wait to next week, read some books. I've got those, they were up there before. This one, which is in the middle and doesn't look all, is not called this anymore. John Dixon, The Best Kept Secret of Christian Mission. That's about kind of all of life working together to promote the gospel. That's a good kind of book. This one, Evangelism, a Skeptical World, is like Sam Chan's kind of PhD thesis on evangelism in the world that we currently live in that's difficult and hard and sceptical of Jesus. And this one, which I suggest you don't read until after next week, otherwise you might get bored... Uh, is got to be the best book, I think, on evangelism at the moment. How to talk about Jesus without being that guy. And we have all met that guy, haven't we? Uh, this is a great little book. 
which I commend to you greatly. And in fact, one day I'm going to tell you the 10 books every Christian should read, and this one will be on it. Uh, so you'll be getting ahead uh, if you uh, get a hold of that one. You can borrow mine after next week, if you would like to. But that's some reading if you want to get ahead. All of that aside, the best thing any of us can do for any reason, but particularly for sharing the gospel, is getting our hearts right with God. And to that end, I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the good news. We thank you that you loved us so much you sent your son Jesus into the world to die so that we might live. We thank you that you rose him from the dead victorious. And Lord, we pray that as we uh, submit ourselves to his rule and reign, as we trust in his authority over heaven and earth, and as we trust that Jesus is with us as we go out into the world to make disciples, Lord, we pray that you might continue to hold each of us close, or that you might continue to uh, graft us into the vine, and that our hearts might be so full to overflowing with your love, grace and mercy that we might not be able to help but share some of the, the hope we have in you and some of the love that we've experienced as we've come to know and love the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we pray that you would continue to shape us and help us and embolden us as we seek to share this good news of your love with our friends, families and neighbours. All this we ask through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm.